0: mm oh. To a festive edition of Bury Our Bones With As always we are your Yuletide hosts Me Ryan Etherington And the oldie home for Christmas To my I'm going to be late I've forgotten the turkey Santa Claus in waiting Jimmy Murphy In today's episode we discuss the 1996 Brian Levant underrated Christmas turned superhero movie Jingle All The Way So get ready to join us as we spend some time getting wasted with some rat-ass reindeer, save the world from a megalomaniac that keeps his brain in some questionable liquid, and remember to keep our eye on our over-friendly neighbours' interaction with our wives. It's time to bury our bones with Jingle All The Way. ever and against the advice of top industry executives WXX Productions brings you all your favourite Hollywood stars dating videos from Sylvester Stallone
1: Uh, I'm just looking for my Adrian to help me get to the last round uh, for like uh, you know uh, like Moody Straws Ice winks, you know, uh, uh, meat fat trees, uh, Russian ballet, yeah.
0: You know. Is your favorite movie stars as you've never seen them before. Unfiltered, unedited, and looking for love. When love comes a-calling, Hollywood needs a hero. Some might say an action hero.
1: Yeah, I'll come on, do it. Date me. Date me now. I'm right here. Come on. Come on, do it. Date me now.
0: That's Hollywood Love Tapes from WXX Productions.
1: It's this is, this is the end of December. When is this coming out?
0: This will be coming out on... So this episode will be coming out on... A very Christmassy twentieth of December. So oh, right before timing, yeah. so right before the Christmas break for the vast majority of people. And I get the sense that you're not a big fan of Jingle all the way.
1: What gave it away? <laughs> um I've never never seen this film in its entirety until you made me watch it. <laughs> and uh I'd seen bits of it For sure Because it's always on telly Around this time of year Um I'd never seen it before This was This was my first outing And uh What a turd of a movie it is <laughs> I cannot I cannot believe You said to me I really like Scrooge, let's do jingle all the way, in the same sentence, right? Uh, it makes me question every opinion you have ever had and will ever have.
0: Well, let me give it a bit of context, <laughs> okay? Yeah. So, Scrooge, that's what, 87? Oh, something like 88? Yeah, it's late 80s, yeah. So, how old would you have been when that uh, came out?
1: It Depends when it came out, but I'd have been like 7 or 8. Probably, okay.
0: Yeah. So, it came out around your childhood. Yeah. So I'm guessing you've got warm, fuzzy, Christmassy, nostalgic feelings about Scrooge with Bill Murray.
1: Um, I guess, yeah. yeah. So, I'm also capable of being objective, though. <laughs> <laughs> objective, at no point, objectively, Scrooge is a great movie. At no point. I don't think the same can be said about Jingle All The Way. At no point
0: am I going to sit here and claim that it's a fantastic movie uh, that it's a great
1: movie it's very you're very, gonna have to because one of us has to enjoy this movie it's
0: a very f- it's a very flawed movie okay yeah. but for me it's it represents Christmas to me I can remember watching it when i was <clears throat> i think the first time I saw it was when I was around about six or seven mm. and at that time, that's who the film's aimed at. It's aimed at, essentially, people the same age as, uh, as the child in the film, played by the same dude who plays... Uh, Jake Lloyd,
1: isn't it?
0: Jake Lloyd, yeah. young Anakin, okay? Mm. And for that reason, it's very nostalgic for it's me.
1: playing basically the same character who plays this young Anakin as well. It's the same shtick. It's very similar.
0: You can only ask a child to do so much, though, to be same, fair. It has the same haircut. Not quite.
1: I mean, he hasn't got the little rat's tail thing at the back, but by the way, the haircut's the same.
0: I remember it being more of a bowl haircut in Phantom Menace.
1: Is it? Ah, oh, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> wow, well, well, he changed your opinion pretty no, no, quickly. I think you might be right. I think he has got a bowl cut in Phantom Menace, yeah.
0: Yeah, listen, look, I'm not going to sit here and say it's on the par with with films like Die Hard or Scrooge. With films like Scrooge, <laughs> I, I'll admit I've never been a massive Bill Murray fan. Yeah, I've and for that reason, I've not never been a massive Scrooge fan. Yeah. Okay, a lot of elements of this film for me is just nostalgia. Okay,
1: <clears throat> and Christmas is about nostalgia. To be fair, there we go. Ha.
0: See, you agree with me already. We're not even
1: five minutes in. <laughs> is, that the end of I, the sh- is that the end of the
0: podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I've
1: achieved what uh, I set yep. out to <laughs> achieve. Wait, am I off the hook now?
0: <laughs> I, I, I feel for me.
1: I feel uh, for you as well.
0: <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger in, in a comedic family role uh, is... It's great stuff. It's, there we go. I mean, Just that's half the... Not, not me. in
1: this film, though. He's pretty
0: good... Pretty funny in this movie. Yeah. Put that cookie down. That's a. We talk about great lines in a family line. <laughs> that's the equivalent of let off some steam, Bennett. Yeah, it's yeah. the equivalent in the family spectrum. Put that cookie down. It's 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 a good line. Okay, no matter how much it pains you, because <laughs> I made you watch this film. It's <laughs> a, it's a good line. It's flawed, yes. Is it gonna? You know, are the critics going to love it? Is it going to win an Oscar? No, it's not. But if you want a little bit of light-hearted family fun at Christmas, you can't go too wrong with Jingle All The Way. (laughs) (laughs) So there we have it. That was Bury Our Bones for
1: this week. (laughs) Uh, uh, Well, this film is fascinating from a certain point of view um which, which we will get into um i agree with you it's it's flawed um it shouldn't be that's what's so fascinating about it you look at the pedigree of the people who made this film christopher columbus uh is the producer who's like his i think he mostly wrote a lot of great films like gremlins and goonies and things like that but also um has produced a chunk of great movies, and directed a few. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger doing comedy roles; he can do comedy really well. The script makes sense when you when you when I watched was watching it. I was very aware of this. This should be good. This it this has everything a great Christmas movie should have has that Home Alone feel to it. It's that sort of era midnight. Was this 96, sorry?
0: Mm, Let's have a look.
1: I think it's 96. It was
0: 1996, November 22nd. So, a day and 20, 30, 28... I can't do quick maths, but almost...
1: Are you trying to count down to Christmas in your hair? <laughs> out but out loud.
0: I'm trying to count down from nineteen ninety six to twenty twenty three.
1: Oh, okay. Right.
0: Twenty seven years almost to the day <laughs> yeah. when it came out. Twenty seven years ago tomorrow no, it came out. It's the
1: twentieth of December now. Ryan.
0: I've let the cat out of the bag. <laughs> <laughs>
1: The mystique of the podcast has gone. <laughs> Do you mean this isn't live? Um, <laughs> <laughs> we can edit now. Um, what was I going to say? I can't remember. To say, oh, yeah. So it has everything, um, all of the elements in place. It should make this movie good. It should be a good movie, but it's not. And that is fascinating. It's it is like a pure example of of when you know how like we. We often talk about lightning in a bottle. A great movie is lightning in a bottle. And there's that ineffable thing. You can't quite put your finger on it. It's just everything works. This film should be one of those films. This film has got everything to make it work, yet it doesn't work. And I was watching it, and I can't can't quite work out what it is. I can only blame the director. It, it's, it's There's something off with the direction. Maybe it's the editing. I don't know. Visually, it looks right. It, so it's not the cinematographer. It visually looks right. The storyline—it's got everything you want in a in a Christmas movie. That mania of the cabbage patch doll kid mania, got to get the toys kind of thing, and you know, a father trying not to disappoint his kid. And it's got a comedy cop who's the only cop in town who keeps see, turning up at all the wrong times. It's got Sinbad playing against type. He's, he's great in this movie, to be fair. He's, the character he's playing is really good for a children's like, uh, Christmas movie. But it just doesn't hit right. It doesn't land right. And I think it's the direction. It's the only thing I can put my finger on is that it's down to the direction. But it's fascinating. and I'm sure we'll, we'll plod through this.
0: I definitely think it's a movie that you've got to learn to love. Like, I'll be honest, a lot of people disagree with me i realize i'm in the minority here mm. you know looking at looking at the rotten tomatoes audience score 39 and i imdb score of 5.7 percent. Yeah. so a lot of people dislike this movie and rightly so
1: <laughs> in your eyes rightly so well it's funny because i said i think you do you'd already said you wanted to do jingle all the way and i hadn't seen it i was aware of it i'd seen bits of it i'd never seen the whole movie i'd seen bits of it and i found it annoying when I saw it on TV, but it's, there's there's a difference. If you, when you're in a mood to watch a, a movie, it's different, isn't it? So I I went in like, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna give this. It could be it could be one of those movies you just always thought was rubbish, and it's not. But then you, I said to you, "Are you you're you saying oh, what's your choice?" And I couldn't. I had it. I was kind of gonna go with Gremlins. And then I couldn't decide whether I was gonna go with Gremlins or Scrooged. And then I thought, oh, I'm a Die Hard though, you know, which is where I ended up going. But I said you, I was thinking about maybe doing Scrooge. And you said, uh, fair warning, I'm not a big fan of that, that movie. And I thought, you're a fan of Jingle All The Way. <laughs> and then I thought, well, I won't do Scrooge because we can't have the entire Christmas season of me and you just disagreeing just you about and each other. And then I thought, well, it, I might be wrong. It might be a good movie anyway. And if it's not, it'd be, it'd be an interesting experiment because we normally agree... On, on uh, the movies, we've yeah, watched, more I, th- or I less. think our, our yeah.
0: movie tastes are
1: very yeah. much usually aligned. So you may be able, you may be able to talk me round. I doubt it very much. Having now watched this movie, I,
0: I have a feeling I have an uphill battle. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> but you know me; I don't get. I'm not. I'm not going to um, just crap all over this movie for the sake of crapping all over it because I do find it fascinating. I don't understand why it doesn't work because it should and it might be. That I'm an old ass man watching a children's Christmas fruit film for the first time, you know? It could be as simple as that. But I honestly it feels it everything when I was watching it, everything felt like it needed another take. Like I was like, just do that again. Just do that slightly different. And there's there's stuff in it that annoys me that we'll get we'll get to, you know. To, but it is and it is mostly the choices that were made. So I guess I don't it's not the actor's fault it's the director's fault i think you know i mean arnie's doing what arnie does but I, I just felt really aware that he was acting when i was watching it like i couldn't it 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 didn't pull me in i, I could just it felt like i was watching someone act it felt like i was it's gonna sound slightly redundant But it felt like I was watch. I was aware I was watching a movie rather than disappearing into that movie. Yeah, you didn't
0: get lost in it, in its narrative or its characters or whatever. I mean, one thing you did say that I actually do totally agree with is that it has all the makings to be. It's got all the components there, but for Mm. some reason. It doesn't That's for a lot. Of, well, yeah. for a lot of people, it do, for it doesn't quite fit together. And as as I said, I'm not. I'm. I've picked this movie not because I think it's a great Christmas movie. Mm. I've picked this movie because it's a. It's it's it. To me, it sums up Christmas mm. because I can remember watching this around Christmas time. I think I might have just seen. A Terminator or a Schwarzenegger film, and then all of a sudden I'm seeing him in this light, and suddenly this is a film that I'm allowed to watch, and it, I was, you know, pretty much captivated by it. Mm. I came along at the time when things like the Turbo Man, dole. I was into Power Rangers. Turbo Man,
1: that's very Power Rangers. Very power, esque, isn't it? Even yeah. the
0: villains are very Power Ranger esque, yeah, yeah. and that was my jam. I, when I was a kid, I was all about the Power Rangers yeah. to the point where I had all the figures and everything like that. Yeah. So it, it hit very much with me. Mm. And I think perhaps that's why you don't have that,
1: oh, 100%. that immediate connection. There's, there's certain movies when you watch as a kid that if you, watch as, if you haven't seen them as a kid when you watch as an adult, don't land, for sure. Maybe this is one of those. Um, who knows? T- I, that is my favourite thing in the whole movie t- when he says Turbo Man. Turbo, give me the Turbo Man. Should we do the plot? So let's, let's, let's get to Let's the kick for those, it off
0: with the plot. For those let's who, see who if don't we can, know, see if they
1: want to watch. Let's see
0: if we can convince some others who perhaps Christmas haven't seen turkey it. That this is a, movie. a film <laughs> worth watching. Okay, workaholic Howard Langston Arnold Schwarzenegger wants to make things up to his son Jamie Jake Lloyd and wife Liz Rita Wilson. He promises to get Jamie the hottest toy of the season, Turbo Man, even though it's Christmas Eve and the toy is practically sold out. As Langston hunts down the elusive gift, he runs into the mole man, Myron, played by Sinbad, another father on the same quest.
1: So that's not male man.
0: <laughs> I need to get a light for this shit.
1: <laughs> like mole man? Huh? Yeah, Is he a mole man? a <laughs> <laughs> little mole man.
0: He runs into the mailman, Myron, played by Simbad, another father on the same quest. With the clock winding down, Langston's moral code is tested and he starts to learn the real meaning of Christmas.
1: Yeah, it's that, it's got that sort of, it's that wacky races. Um, what's that famous film that they always remake where everyone's like, um, like trying to, like bunch of wacky, it's kind of like wacky races, but are all like looking for the gold. They remade it with Cuba Gooding Jr. So sort of one of those titles, like
0: oh Rat Race, Rat Race,
1: yes, yeah. it's that esque It's got those sort of things. It's got all those Christmas elements thrown in. It's got, it's got the, the comedy family. It's got you know um, Phil Hartman, I and mean, it's, it's playing a real creep, but still somehow endearing. <laughs> know, he's gross, but he's also that dude who does all their voices on The Simpsons. You know, I mean, it's, uh, um,
0: yeah. I I was quite surprised when I was looking into. You know how this film was made and seeing some of the people who made it because, as you said, you know, Christopher Columbus.
1: Pedigree.
0: He, I mean, I mean
1: Christmas. He's got every, Christmas esque
0: films. You know, Home Alone. Yeah. It's Harry Potter, which is a very good. Okay, it's, there's elements that are set at Christmas, but.
1: It's a Christmas it, movie, you know. They're it? Christmassy it's, that, type the thing, movies. That's aren't a movie like? that would be on TV at Christmas time. Last you know year,
0: I mean. me and my wife, we went right in the run up. To Christmas, every weekend, we're going to watch a Potter movie. I've only ever seen
1: one Harry Potter movie.
0: Fair enough. It is very much, if you're not into Potter,
1: Mm. you're not
0: going to get a lot out of it. So I was quite surprised to see that it had some real filmmaking pedigree behind it. It's not just a, a throwaway, or at least the people working on it aren't just throwaway you know, they're, they're quite prestigious in their own right. So I was, and that's quite surprising because it doesn't feel like a, it doesn't, f- doesn't feel like a Home Alone where you can tell everybody's at their kind of peak of, of, in, in that kind of family Christmassy, uh, filmmaking. You know, Joe Pesci's on point in that. So good.
1: Macaulay Coakland is, 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 <laughs> <Coughlin>. <laughs> Macaulay Cokelin. I mean, that more... came later, I think. <laughs> <laughs> that's Home Probably, home sadly, around, that's not alone that alone long 15. later. You know what <laughs> I mean? Uh, um,
0: you know, and Chris Columbus in that, it, not in that, but, but working if, on if,
1: that. If, as Arnold Swartz, as Arnie, and they come to you and say, we've got this movie, who's who's who's, who's involved? And you see those names, you know what I mean? You're like, all right. You read, just, you read the script. Oh, that's a really good script. Christopher Columbus is on board. Oh, he's, he's Classics. This is this is proper Hollywood pedigree stuff here, and this is what I want. I, I'm Arnie, and I want to do a, a Christmas movie, a family Christmas movie, because he likes to stretch himself in that way, doesn't he? he likes he was a you know action star and bodybuilder for all that. He's always you know. Obviously, he pulled it off in Twins, was an amazing comedy movie with Danny DeVito, uh, Kindergarten Cop. Again, this is sort of that great movie, it's such a good movie. It's kind of. Um, in Between an action and a comedy, but it's comedy, you know, comedy action movie, really good in that movie. And the party pooper, um, it's not a tumor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was just about to say that. And even the, the uh, principal, he's <laughs> like the tiniest principal, which is like into like karate.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's such a good movie. So he knows you know, he can do comedy, and uh, Christmas movie makes sense. It makes sense. Everything about this movie makes sense until, until you watch it and it just doesn't land. And I don't want to keep repeating I probably will keep repeating it. I do apologize. this. i will try and think of another way of putting it. But yeah, it does. So that, like I say, to me is fascinating because it just, it's just what happens sometimes. You can have all the right things in place and the movie can come out and it's not right. Sometimes it's in the edit. Sometimes it's in the, the director's choices, you know. Um, visually, it should work. When you look at it, it looks like a Christmas movie. It looks... It has that same look as ho- a home alone a home alone's a weird christmas film because um, it was so big it was such a big movie i guess because it could be set at any time of year it, like we're talking about this it's basically die hard w- with a little kid right you know and that in itself and it's 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 comedy violence it's that sort of looney tunes violence with paint cans and hot irons being dropped on people's heads that would murder them in real life. But in Home Alone, it's played for comedy value. And this has elements of that, you know. There's, there's, there's stuff in this that is just clearly fantastical, you know. There's a weird bit towards the end, spoilers, when um, Sinbad shoots his fist at, at Arnie, dressed as Turbo Man, and then it reattaches, and it's his hand again. And it's just like that's amazing because, like, <laughs> it just makes absolutely no sense. It's just what awful bonkers. Yeah, they yeah. didn't have
0: to think the, that the, the, hard the, about it. It's it was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. your hand, comes off, and then flies back to you. And
1: uh, okay, that's fine. It's, it's, I feel like at that point they were like, who cares? <laughs> that's what I saw. When I was like, who cares whether this makes sense? And I think maybe that's that's the problem. I think this film does lurch sometimes too far into the oh. Come on, kind of stuff, or maybe it's just like you've seen these things too many times before. I don't know, like the whole bit with the bomb in the, um, in the radio station when it is is it's not a bomb, but it turns out it is a bomb. To stuff like that, I don't know. I'm like, don't don't be, don't be daft. Do you know what I mean? Like, God, oh, do stuff. Little, little things like that annoy me. Like, weirdly enough, not the fist thing. The fist thing just made me go, wow, they've given up. <laughs> like, which at that point, I'm like, oh, okay, you've given up. I'm now on board with you. We've, we've all agreed this has gone badly wrong and no one cares anymore. You know what I mean?
0: Well, it, I mean, it's interesting that we, you know, we've just, we've just done Die Hard. Mm. And we spoke about in that episode how that had all the makings of a failure. You know, with all the th- yeah, stuff paper, working yeah, against it, yeah. and this is like the exact opposite it, mm. from your eyes. Is that it's got everything on it, and it should work. And I'll, I'll be, you know, as I said before, in some places it feels really forced, and it feels a
1: bit—that's the word. It feels forced. In you know, places. it's yeah, trying
0: yeah. too hard a little, yeah, that's little what bit. It is. Yeah. I, I think. It, I think part of the problem I found is that I remember, I remember snippets of it. Mm. And then when I sat down to watch it, I was like, "I can do it. like all of those individual scenes on their own. I think are great. It's when they're stitched together. Mm. It's that through line going all the way through the movie that doesn't quite. It feels, it doesn't feel like it quite fits together in, in yeah, the right way. It's,
1: it's yeah. I think you're right. It's it's the, those moments that feel forced that really and there's there's one too many of them or two too many or three too many or four too many. It's just too and there's weird things. There's weird things. I don't. It's gonna be really weird this this episode. I'm gonna try not to just. I'm not trying to convince you that it's a terrible movie, um, but th- this is like weird choices. So there's that. There's the bit when when he goes to the the underground Santa's crime yeah. thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that is. Yeah, and he says to him, "Oh, you're just a bunch of thieves" or something like that. And he says, "Coming to the to, coming from a guy who just like I don't know what it was like." wrestled a child for a bouncy ball or something and Arnie looks down at his, his hat starts fiddling with his hands and looks ashamed of himself it's the act that it's so badly done it's so I'm projecting sadness now it's like they left it in not only it's in two the shot cuts yeah the shot cuts and he's still doing it in the next and it's like no and it's little things like that where you I'm like I say, I'm watching someone act badly and like no one's ever going to accuse Arnold Schwarzenegger of being a, a great actor. I think he's better than people think. I think he like he's I mean, you watch his early stuff, you watch like a raw deal. He really can't act in that movie. It's, it's, I, mean, I think, have we mentioned this before? He, he murdered, mutilated, and you know that bit in raw deal? You know the case. Yeah. Him, yeah. He yeah. molested, murdered, and mutilated her. I know, it's just like it's, his acting is so. Do you realize like, the words wooden. you're
0: saying right now? It doesn't sound like
1: <laughs> yeah. It. Yeah. He's so, so wooden. And then you watch him get better. You watch him become a, a, a really good actor. I think, I think the this, this sort of notion, if anyone, I don't know if they still have, but they used to have a notion of him not being a very good actor because he was, um, you know, an action star. And I think, that's, I think that's unfair. I think he's a great actor. I think in this, he doesn't seem like a great actor. There's a moment in this where um, they're in the toy store. Is it with the bouncy balls? No, it's before the bouncy balls. So... When it, I'm after a Turbo Randall's and those two people start laughing in his face, also annoys me, that scene.
0: Oh, yeah. Right. That is the only scene that I, hands up, will say, hmm. I literally could burn that, the, th- the, the celluloid choice. that, yeah, that, yeah, that, that is made on, yeah, yeah, I yeah. would burn that, because it's the most, I mean, it's one just, one it, of them is in an episode of Friends.
1: Is that where I've seen him from? Because I reckon He's the
0: one who everybody, he, he calls Chandler something else. Anyway, yeah. and he doesn't, and Chandler doesn't correct him. Uh, and the other one has just got a face that you just want to punch. <laughs> and I think that's kind of the point, yeah. but it's so annoying. So I would, I could that get rid of that,
1: like just yeah, remove if that, yeah, if it. it was, if it was shot differently. It would work
0: it was like it felt like fisheye lens kind of almost a little bit too close. it feels almost a little bit in a weird way a little bit clockwork orange and it's it's almost mm. too much and very like yeah this is
1: actually quite it, freaky it, you can make that scene work it just doesn't work in this film, but the bit that really annoys me after that right is when he um uses the remote control to trip up Sinbad's character. <laughs> and it's like he's never picked up a remote control in his life you know like when you see people pretending to play computer games on TV and yeah. they're sort of going just it's randomly pressing buttons and turning the thing and pressing every but- every button yeah, yeah. every time Yeah, it's like that but he's only got two things to move but it's like he's it's, it's so bad
0: he's also incredibly gifted at controlling remote control cars where well, I, you can't see them because they've gone round corners <laughs> you
1: know yeah. like I can weirdly that doesn't bother me. The suspension of disbelief about that. It's the acting that goes along with it, where he's like, I am controlling a car. You know? What I mean? I'm like, and it's, it, the film is full of moments that makes me feel like, was that the rehearsal? And like, did you lose the footage and go, we well, which just use is that take? Uh, it felt like everything needed another take, another angle, and a little less. Now, I assume. They were swinging for the fences. It's a Christmas movie. It's a comedy. Swing for the fences. As like generally speaking, the best comedies are played straight, even when you're playing them like like a Looney Tunes sort of thing. When it's that kind of crazy, hyper-realized, over-the-top stuff, an element of like just grounding, just grounding in it usually pays off. This movie just doesn't seem to have that, but it does have Arnold saying "Turbo Man" quite a lot, which is good. Jubber. Put that
0: cookie down!
1: Yeah.
0: Great line. Yeah. I, I will die on that hill. I don't care. It's essentially, let off some steam, Bennett, for a family film. Yeah. i said
1: it once, i will say it a thousand times. Also, at the end, when he's got the Turbo Man mask on and his own wife doesn't recognise him, it's kind of a thing. Yeah. Mean, if I you mean, don't recognise that jawline... Then his you, kids are moron, I'll let it go.
0: Yeah, like... <laughs> not going to lie, if you can't recognise that jawline, you need to go and get some glasses because I could recognise that from four miles away. Yeah, He's yeah. not exactly inconspicuous, is he? Yeah. It's ridiculous. It, it,
1: that, that thick accent.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Jamie! <laughs> <laughs> mm, I wonder who that
1: could be. He knows my name.
0: <laughs> Where have I heard that voice before? You know so in terms of the figures and the the money that was pumped into this film really? because the money was pumped into because this film, on paper
1: it should be an amazing film
0: it had a it had a budget of sixty million <laughs> my, my dollars sixty million dollars I get it's a Christmas film I get you you know have to push for the fences but sixty million dollars to compare that's Double the, the the budget of Die Hard, and plus four million on. Mm. You know, I know there's a seven year difference. There's a lot of
1: exterior shots and things like that in this. Well, probably all shot on a lot, but you know what I mean. There's a yeah. there's a lot of locations in this movie. So a lot and of and a reindeer that gets punched <laughs> in the face. <laughs> I
0: love it. <laughs> I seriously love it. The reindeer had it
1: coming, yeah. uh, which I think it's a throwback to Conan because he does it to a camel in Conan. Coman, Coman, Marmemyum. <laughs> Sounds like a B movie, isn't it? <laughs> which I would rather have watched than this one. Well,
0: <laughs> I mean, <sighs> so <laughs> so yeah, sixty million dollars to make the film, and its opening weekend it made twelve million back, which is it's I mean, if, start, is it? <laughs> if it had a smaller budget, that would be great, but obviously it's got sixty million budget. Yep. I think obviously the part the Parcel of the time it came out, November twenty second, nineteen ninety six. Everybody's going to see a Christmas movie. Mm. Family, let's just go pedigree, and see a family yeah. Christmas movie. So mm. you could probably release, you know, much worse films than this. And now you say it's pretty bad, but much worse films than this. I'm talking the room level types of, you know, quality here mm. in Christmas form, hallmark christmas channel type movie and they would still probably make pretty decent return on the box office because yeah. it's that time of year where families spend a lot of time together and they go and watch movies mm. it's so
1: well, we've spoken about this movie before um it's the ben affleck james gander christmas movie is it oh christmas, yeah, with, christmas the with the cranks yeah thanks something like that that's also stuff want, with the same problems well, like, Ben Affleck... Say what you like about Ben Affleck's acting. I've never seen it so bad as I have in that movie. Gandolfini's great, as always. Um, ben Affleck can't act in that movie, and he can act perfectly reasonably normally. It's like... I don't know what it is. Maybe it's something about Christmas movies. There's something that actors or directors or whoever it is when it comes to do a christmas movie they think it's like well the rains are off now i can do it's free for all time you know what i mean because like you said they pump so much money into this movie because of the pedigree because on paper it makes so much sense um and they release a movie at christmas you know people are gonna go to watch a christmas movie at christmas i love a christmas movie i really do and i like that i kind of like rom-coms secretly i just you know I don't ever bring it up much. It's all coming you know I mean? out now, isn't it? Yeah, but I, 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 got, I like a bit... I mean... I have Grant, a softer side. You know the
0: Hugh Grant posters in here are a bit yeah. of a giveaway. Uh, yeah, so it's going to make a fair chunk of change at the box office at mm. Christmas time. Domestically, US and Canada, it made back its budget, but only just. Just over £60 million. So not a success at the US box office. No, right.
1: Like as we always say, as well, they they usually whatever the budget of the film is is usually the same for the advertising as well, isn't it? Yeah. You
0: know, and then, in terms of the, the gross worldwide, one hundred and twenty nine million. They which
1: probably broke even on it then, by probably what you said is done.
0: Probably that's about right. So that is about hundred and three million in 1996. How
1: much of that? sixty million was Arnie's fee? Right.
0: I reckon about a third, probably.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, it's got to be 20 million. Yeah. It? It's got to be. Uh, so you're probably actually looking at more of a 40 million budget <laughs> once you take Arnie out of the equation. It's still a ridiculous amount of money,
0: isn't it? I mean, it's it, it's surprising that much money was spent on this. Mm. Because... It doesn't feel like a sixty million dollar film. Obviously, we've done a few of these episodes now. It really
1: doesn't. Though. We're looking right.
0: at you know how much films have cost to make, and out of all the films, okay, we've got inflation, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm. Out of all the films, apart from the Dark Knight, this is the highest highest budgeted film that we've covered so far. Is that right? And when you think
1: of it, this l- film, this film, this, <laughs> this film. <laughs> Not the fly, <laughs> you know what I mean? Obviously, wow.
0: I'm not entirely sure, just for inflation, but mm. this is about 90 million today. 90 That's million crazy, quid man. on this film. And as we mentioned, it was directed by Brian Levant.
1: Yeah, I had, I had to have a look at um, uh, uh, other stuff he directed so I could get a, a handle for what sort of... Like, is this standard for his his... General production, you know. I mean, I can't, it wasn't much you there I recognised really. There was a few. He'd done the Flintstones. You know. That's right. Yeah. He'd
0: done the 2005 comedy with uh, Ice Cube. Are we there yet? Oh
1: yeah, yeah. It's probably uh, about the same standard as this. Really. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not sure I've seen the Flintstones either, but Get I know that was much it, maligned yeah. when it came out, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, right. uh, we we've got Randy Cornfield writing the script here. Uh, he's worked on stuff like Sweet, Avenged, Sweet Revenge sorry, and Eight-Legged Freaks, the uh, ah, yeah. comedy horror with We've, David Arquette. That's it, yeah. We've got Michael Bar, Michael Barnathan, Chris Columbus and Mark Ratcliffe as the producers. Obviously, we mentioned Chris Columbus, very, very successful in his own right. Mm. Uh, Mark Ratcliffe also worked on things like Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, Fantastic Four, the 2005 film. Uh, the Help, Home Alone, as well, he worked on with Chris Columbus. And then Michael Barnathan, Night at the Museum, 2006. Mm. And again, The Help. Uh, so that, you know, accomplished filmmakers. They're not. 100%. Fly man. by night,
1: mm. first film, don't know what I'm doing type thing. Yeah, it's, thing. it's interesting. You so say, like, like the budget of the movie and with the, the pedigree of the people people working on it, it, it feels like I can't see where that money went. I just can't. Like, It looks like a TV movie, but a very expensive TV movie. It doesn't look like a cheap TV movie, but it doesn't look much more than that, really. Um, And like you say, like, accomplished writers, producers, directors, actors.
0: Yeah. Uh, We've got the score that's composed by David Newman. He, he's worked on things like uh, The War of the Roses in '99, mm. The Nutty Professor in 96, and uh, 2002 Scooby-Doo. Right. And then we've got the cinematographer is uh, Victor J. Kemper.
1: Yeah, I feel like the director directed some of the Scooby-Doo straight to TV movies, I think. Yeah. I, like, yes. I'm sure I saw that on his idea. Oh, he did right. Scooby-Doo, and then I looked at it, I was like, hang on a minute. That's not Scooby-Doo, that's straight-to-TV Scooby-Doo, you know? You
0: can't afford to get Matthew Lillard again, let's get <laughs> Matthew lillard Light.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, um, yeah, Victor J. Kemper is a cinematographer who worked on uh, Clue, the Tim Curry film, I quite based like that on movie. the board game, it's and then bad. National Lampoon's Vacation.
1: Some of those are all right, yeah. So... I Clash of I Lampoon's Christmas Vacation is a better movie than this. <coughs> you know I mean? I can't say uh, I've
0: seen it, not a fan of Chevy Chase.
1: Oh, he is quite a, a, an appalling human being. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. To be fair, that's not the reason I don't watch his film, so, <laughs> yeah. You know,
1: uh, yeah. He was a huge star of the 80s, though. He was
0: in everything, wasn't he? He was in everything, yeah. He was right at the boom period, Saturday they, Night Live. And, yeah,
1: yeah. Playing the same character in everything yeah. as well. He plays himself as far as I can work out. Is in and Hot Top now, Time Machine. Now a grumpy, old, probably racist, I think, from what I've heard. Apologies if I'm wrong. Uh, <laughs> I think that's what... Isn't that why he got the sack from Community? Yes. Yeah. yeah.
0: Sounds about right. Allegedly. Uh, and then, so not only accomplished filmmakers, but we've got accomplished people in the film as well. Obviously Arnold Schwarzenegger, as we, as we spoke about. We've got Sinbad, you know... A stand-up comic, a comic, and if you usually when you put a stand-up comic in a film, they're usually pretty good. And yeah. Sinbad, I think you said earlier, is pretty good in this. Yeah, yeah. I think he's, he's Although you're not a fan own. of of the film as a whole, he, he's he's pretty good in it.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's he's good in this movie.
0: We've got Rita Wilson playing Liz Langston, it's Tom Hanks' wife. Isn't it? Tom Hanks'
1: wife. Yeah. So I know her. This is that part of that part is the part of the podcast where I bring up Frasier. <laughs> It so happens ba-dum, every, ba-dum, every, ba-dum, every other episode, I think. In it, um, she plays. Um, Fraser goes out with her for an episode in Fraser. In Fraser,
0: is it? Is it Fraser? It's, it's in Fraser. Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, he goes out for an, uh, an episode. Um, and he doesn't realise she's the spitting image of his mother. So in later episodes, she then plays his mother in flashbacks as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite a nice touch, in it. Um, everybody else around him is like, does he not realise? And they're like, no. <laughs> and then, you know, eventually he does and the comedy ensues. But yeah, so she turned up in this and I went, oh, it's Fraser's mum, which is, you know, seems to be a common thread for me. And then, um, I think when I was looking on IMDb, I was like, I said, like, where do I know her from other than being Fraser's mum? And I was like, oh, that's Tom Hanks' wife, isn't it? Of course it is. Penny, every time I see her, she's just Fraser's mum to me. Um, but that's it for Frasier Watch for this episode. Yeah. That's a segment that's coming up. A fake little Fraser tune. <laughs> they, they, seriously, they can't. I mean, it, may, it might just be that Fraser was on TV for like 10, 12 years, whatever. 12 years, I think. Yeah. So most actors will have passed through it at some point. But they do seem to pop up quite a lot. You
0: know? Yeah, I keep getting told about them in podcasts. Yeah,
1: that have nothing to do with Fraser. <laughs> Classic movies and TV.
0: Featuring Fraser. (laughs) Uh, We've got Robert Conrad playing Officer Hummel. Yeah. We have uh, Martin Mull playing the DJ, who, for people of my age, probably a lot of people remember him as the principal from Sabrina's Teenage Witch.
1: Is it Mr. Feeney? Is that his name? Yes, yeah, yeah, Mr. Feeney. Is that right? Or is that Boy Meets World? I think Mr. Feeney might be um, Michael... um, Night's no, Cars voice dude, Mr. Feeney. Uh-huh. Yeah. That dude, funny enough, plays This is this is tangentially Um as a net there was a, it might still be on Netflix, uh a um comedy dramatization about the creators of National Lampoon. Um and he plays one of the uh. creators of National Lampoon opposite someone uh Joe McHell playing Chevy Chase.
0: Uh-huh
1: which is, I think it's Joe McCoy, Chevy Chase, which is funny, because he was in Community as well, right? I might be confusing a lot. I might be mixing a lot of streams here. But yeah, he plays um, the dude who who basically co-created National Lampoon in a TV show. He also starred he's really good in it.
0: as the questionable doctor in Two and a Half Men. He was a recurring character in that. He used to supply <coughs> Charlie's character with his... Uh, Prescription medication. Is that
1: right? I
0: don't remember. Yeah. I remember it. Hmm. And then we've, we, now we've got some, uh, some pretty cool cameos. We've got Jim Belushi playing yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the, the main Santa in the, in the film. The, mm-hmm. uh, I, what I love about that scene, I know you, you said about the acting in it. I, one of the things I like about Friends is when they, they take a situation and they apply the, the tropes of another situation to it. Yeah. So I like, what I like about this situation is the way that they're acting like this is a drug deal. And all it is, is, is it's, they're just trying to get this toy, but it's like, okay, you need, show me the money. You know, it's it's very, mm. you know, and I, li- I like that in my comedy. You know, Friends does it an awful lot. Mm. And it's very good at it. It's not quite as good here, but I quite like it. Yeah, I've
1: got uh, a real soft spot for Chimbalushi though. I think he, I really like Jim Belushi. He gets a lot of stick for not being John Belushi as, well, far as it's I not. his out. fault, is it?
0: Like I can understand his, his mum and dad feeling that way if he's not the favourite child. But everybody else is like it's not his fault, is it? You know? Uh I yeah, he's been in a couple of he's been in a couple of things recently where he's quite good.
1: Uh <laughs> he's been in some stuff where he's quite good. Yeah. I, I think we, we I think we found the problem. <coughs> you know I, mean? I think he plays like a mafia boss in something. But yeah. I, I like Jim Belushi. I like Jim Belushi doing comedy. He's great in um, Red Heat opposite Arnie yeah. as well, which is probably why he's in this movie. As a little sort of like nod and a wink so yeah. like that, of that other movie. Obviously, Red Heat, which is a is a great movie. i like this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Every movie you mention, you don't have to say <laughs> your thoughts on it. Okay, we can just mention the movie and move on. It's,
1: it's a great movie.
0: I'm not disagreeing that Red Heat is a great movie.
1: <laughs> How do Russians cope with stress? Vodka.
0: <laughs> We've got uh, Jake Lloyd as Jamie Langston.
1: Jake Lloyd, much put upon Jake Lloyd, I should say. Poor sod.
0: I don't think. I I think he gets an awful lot of stick, and I I I don't think it's his fault. Really? can't be
1: his fault. He's a kid.
0: It's... Even his performances, like, I I know everybody hates him in Phantom Menace. Yeah, it's not his fault. But I don't even think he's that bad. I've seen films with worse kid actors,
1: isn't it? No, the the problem is, um, he wasn't right for the part. That's not his fault. And the problem was he was given shit dialogue. That's also not his fault. And terrible direction. Not his fault. He's perfectly serviceable in this movie. He plays, um... He plays his role incredibly well. He's a perfectly reasonable actor, he's, and he's a kid. It's not his fault. The, the whole thing with Star Wars is like, it's a Star Wars thing, you know. Talk to Jar Jar Binks about it, you know. Talk to actually talk to anyone who's been in a Star Wars movie past the original three. You know, what I mean, like we this comes up quite a lot on it where it's like, and I always say there's the famous saying is no one hates Star Wars like a Star Wars fan, you know. I feel bad for Jake Lloyd. He took it. All on, his, all on his shoulders, and it wasn't his fault. You know what I mean? He, I personally don't think he was right for the role of Anakin Skywalker. You and
0: McGregor got off Scott free didn't <laughs> <they>? <laughs> <Yeah>. You know, <laughs> Liam Neeson doesn't get a touch on it. Everyone's
1: like, oh, Qui Gon Jinn, he's great in this. Mm. No, <laughs> no, he's not. There's nothing good about that movie. It's a terrible movie. Um, but you know, I've seen it many a time. I no, know, Darth Maul, he's pretty good in that movie. You know what I mean? But it's it's not Jake Doswell. But it's it's like always oh, the case with things. Like when when fans have a problem. With with a uh, with a direction a franchise moves in, they usually it usually gets landed at someone's doorstep and unfortunately for Jake Lloyd it landed at his I mean he had to he had to go through the rest of his life as a as a kid being told he ruined Star Wars like it's just there's no need for it and like he's not a bad actor um and he's definitely not bad in this movie he's great in this movie you know he does I mean? everything you need a child actor to do yeah you know he-, he conveys emotion like that when he's having a go at his dad on the phone um he conveys the emotion no point are you sitting there going he can't do that it's rubbish that you know it just doesn't happen I feel for the kids you know what I mean
0: and uh, another little cameo we have if you know what you're looking for Mm -hmm. so in the same scene with all the Santas we have the obviously the big Santa Mm -hmm. which is played by uh, Paul White the big show of uh, wrestling I knew
1: it I I didn't know who it was Uh, I couldn't work it I didn't look I purposely didn't look it up because I was like Oh, that—that's that, someone famous. That's going to be a wrestling. And some if,
0: if if you're not a wrestling fan and you're yeah. struggling to picture who, who we're talking about, he also plays Captain Insano in Happy Gilmore.
1: <laughs> also a great movie. Uh, like this,
0: and it, it, you know—this. I watched this film when I was just getting into wrestling as and, well.
1: And I to say until recently, uh, even though he was recently old to me, <laughs> a, 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 a Captain Insano.
0: Is it wrong that your Adam Sandler impression <laughs> sounds like Jimmy Fallon doing an Adam Sandler <laughs> I, I impression? Say, I'm
1: <laughs> <laughs> Which is a pretty good impression. It be the so. devil to you, mama. <laughs> Football, boy not the devil. I, I like Mickey Fallon. car. She told me her boobies. I like those too. <laughs> I can't tell you, you're like a, a big choo-choo train. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> Oh right, he plays cats that's amazing. It also has um Vern Vern Troyer Mini Me. Yeah. In a an almost blink and you'll miss it performance. Yeah.
0: And as I say, I think I like that. I think that scene's great. I mean, I know obviously we're gonna say about favourite scenes, but I'll talk about a little bit more about why later on, but that's a shoehorn along with a couple of others for my favourite scene. So let's have a look at some uh, casting trivia. We have a little bit of casting we trivia.
1: We a bit of casting trivia.
0: So, producer Chris Columbus wanted...
1: I think I know this.
0: Joe Pesci <laughs> yeah. to play Myron.
1: Yeah. The which mailman. makes perfect sense. It's, it's essentially his Home Alone character again, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, But he was deemed... You could see it. I could see it. Too short, right? Too
0: short, which... Isn't that just comedy? I mean it works in twins. Uh-huh. You've got that com- you've got yeah, another yeah. element not of comedy as short as to work Danny DeVito that's for sure. No, so. but no, it, yeah, yeah. you know, you you can play off of that. Yeah. But then you have seen I I think who... he
1: would have been brilliant in it. I could proper see Joe Pesci in this movie. Yeah. 100%. I can probably see probably makes him it doing a good that. Movie.
0: I can see him doing the bomb scene. Yeah. You know.
1: Yeah, Joe pesci has got good comedy chops. You know, what I mean um, he's
0: great in the Lethal Weapon films. Oh,
1: so Leo, <laughs> yes. Okay, whatever, whatever. Day. If you hit the drive through <laughs> Okay, 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 okay. Whatever. Do you like these silk pajamas? you like these silk pajamas? <laughs> Have you ever heard uh, Joe Pesci's rap album? <coughs> what? Oh, dude, after this, I'll show you on YouTube. Yeah, yeah he released a rap album. Mm-hmm. Oh
0: my god! I J- know what I'm asking and the for, for the J to the O to the E to
1: the P. Um, yeah, it's quite spectacular.
0: In the in the role of Howard Langston before obviously Schwarzenegger took the role, there was some considerations from
1: Howard. Oops, sorry,
0: Tim Allen. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. which yeah, I mean, he he
0: obviously done Santa Claus.
1: Yeah. Uh, very that, successful you did that on. after this? I'm guessing Santa Claus around Santa the
0: same Santa time. Santa Claus, I think, was slightly earlier. I'm gonna say '93 potentially.
1: You're my number one customer. <laughs> I don't know why he's got a lift. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, that isn't Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's you've been up far yeah, but, too long. So, <laughs> you need some caffeine.
1: <laughs> yeah, but sometimes we discuss as well. Sometimes when doing an Arnold, you have to be really careful doing an Arnold impression because it goes sideways real quick. Yeah, you know I mean? remember, you're my number one customer. Is that better?
0: slightly <laughs> I'll accept it so it isn't quite casting yeah. but how uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger ended up getting the role it was they off- gave
1: him 20 million dollars <laughs> well
0: it was it was offered to him after the development on a remake of Planet of the Apes Uh, basically fell apart.
1: Was he going to be in a Planet of the Apes? No, I don't
0: know if that's the same Tim Burton Planet of the
1: Apes. That's like early noughties. Yeah, sometimes it can take that long. But there was
0: a remake of Planet of the Apes that he was... I, I don't know if it was a passion project of his, but he was interested in, and it fell through, and so 20th Century Fox said... Have this.
1: Have $20 million. <laughs> you only... I think it was more the $20 million rather than have this film uh, t- because. $20 million. We're, we're only going get... That would explain it. They probably shot it in like two weeks, hence all the bad acting choices. Oh, that makes a lot more sense. They're just giving him $20 million. You know, it's. Get your goddamn filthy mape hands off of me. <laughs> you did it, did you? You destroyed it all. <laughs> <laughs> you <Okay. laughs> did it. Well, Damn you to hell! No?
0: <laughs> so, another reason potentially as to why you feel this this film may—I'm
1: warming to this film now. Actually,
0: <laughs> see, that's all it takes. Uh, Talk about it for however long we've been talking about, uh, about it—nearly an and hour. fall in love. Uh, uh, so, there was some some little bit of controversy in in regards to the script. So in March 2001, a US district attorney in Birmingham, Michigan ruled that 20th Century Fox stole the script idea from Detroit high school biology teacher Brian Webster. Brian. <laughs> you say any name in that voice <laughs> and he just sounds like a wet drip, doesn't I he? It.
1: Brian's such a good good name to go Brian. <laughs> right,
0: Brian. <laughs> So the
1: studio was ordered
0: to pay 19 million dollars which was later reduced to 1.5 million dollars which is still pretty pretty decent for a high school biology teacher. Yeah. Webster submitted the script uh, and it was originally supposed to be called Could This Could This Be Christmas to the studio in 1994. So it's another, another example of corporate greed, mm. stealing from, from would-be writers, performers and, and what have you, but he seems like he got his uh, his some of his rewards, 1.5 million, obviously, in terms of how much the film made.
1: I thought they then got it completely reversed. I oh. thought they gave him nothing in the end.
0: It was reduced to 1.5 million, apparently. No, after apparently.
1: that, I, oh, I wow. may, I'm sure that they, they then appealed it and said... No, we had that this script just lying about before he sent that in. Mysteriously found it at the last minute and he, and it had it reversed. I could be wrong. I might be confusing two different things. I'm sure that's right. I think Ooh. he he thought he was getting 15. Then he thought he was getting 1.5 and then he of Oh. Happy Christmas, Brian. <laughs> Brian, what are you getting for Christmas? Happy Christmas, Brian. You're getting the joystick
0: on, jingle all the way,
1: Brian. I hope he got his, his one and a half. Yeah, because it, it, I mean, we. Especially could, if they stole it off him, which is kind of what they do. It, you know, it's a shit business. It's a shit business. It's a shit business, Brian. Uh, it's a shit film, Brian. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a flawed film. I'm not saying it's a shit film. So you mentioned it earlier. So the story is obviously kind of loosely based on the, the Cabbage Batch Kids craze. You, oh, know, the you, you know, yeah. it basically stole, well not stole that idea, but that's the it, genesis it, yeah. for that idea, isn't it? Mm. And uh, we said earlier, how much was he paid for this? And the, there's a reason why I said 20 million, because I've got it here in my notes.
1: Wow. It, didn't didn't they also accurately predict, by sheer happy the 1996 Christmas craze for Tickle Me Elmo, where everyone ran out of Tickle Me Elmo's? The same year this movie came out,
0: however, it ended up perfectly mimicking <laughs> the Tickle Me Elmo craze of Christmas in nineteen ninety six. Oh, sorry, you
1: moved on to like twenty million dollars. So I, I thought we, I thought you'd gone past it.
0: Only because I didn't really. I was reading it. I was like, I don't know what that means. And oh,
1: what, then the you tickle said, it? "Elmo, yeah, you know what, you know who Elmo is, though, right?" Ses- Sesame Street.
0: I know. who yeah. I know who that <laughs> I was playing. for oh, take a wheel.
1: I thought it's quite a good impression.
0: It's weird coming out of your your face. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna lie.
1: Most things that come out of my face are weird. Huh? <laughs> that just took a dog turn. That's <laughs> oh, got a bit weird. Brian. Brian. <laughs> That is Lord Brian. Yeah.
0: So, what is the Tickle Me Elmo craze? <laughs> Trying to move on past the creepiness.
1: That is Lord Brian. <laughs> Darth Brian. Do it. <laughs> I think you'll find the death star for the operation of Brian.
0: <laughs> oh God. You change Kill. your name or something. <laughs> Kill
1: him, Brian. Fulfill your
0: destiny. Brian. <laughs> Brian. <laughs> yeah. So ex- explain to me <laughs> yeah. without doing a silly voice. So or- um, in
1: 1996, a load of Tickle Me Elmo dolls accidentally had Empress Palpatine's voice recording put in them. So when you would hug them, he would go, Lies, Lord Brian. Um, and they had to record that. <laughs> um, Lies. <laughs> I can't think of any other characters from Sesame Street. Guys, Oscar the Grouch. Doesn't quite work, does it? Big Bird. Um, that just sounded creepy. <laughs> uh, exactly the same thing that happened with uh, the Turbo Man doll. Uh, Tickle Me Elmo became, randomly just became the gift to have at Christmas. There wasn't enough. And uh, exactly, well, as you see in Um, Jingle All The Way happened that year for Tickering Me Elmo's in Toys R Us
0: Fair enough Very
1: prescient, very of the time I believe that the casting of Anthony Hopkins in the role of Dr. Fraser Crane will go down in history as one of the great casting mistakes of the last century. Who do we have on line one, Roz? On line one, we have Bill from Buffalo. He's just not feeling himself. Well, hello, Bill. I'm listening. Yes, Dr. Crane. I would just like to know, would you f*** me? Would you f*** me real
0: hard? Life lessons for me, Matthew McConaughey. Come with me if you want to live. Life lesson number three I don't know who you are I don't know what you want If you're looking for a ransom I can tell you I don't have money But what I do have Is a very particular set of skills Skills I've acquired Over a very long career Skills that make me a nightmare For people like you If you let my daughter go now That'll be the end of it I will not look for you I will not pursue you, but if you don't, I will look for you. I will find you, and I will kill you. So my next note just says, Arnold Schwarzenegger enjoyed the
1: film at the twenty million. <laughs>
0: He experienced last-minute Christmas shopping himself, and was attracted to playing an ordinary character in a family film.
1: Yeah, fair enough. Like I say, he likes to stretch himself old, he, doesn't he?
0: He, yeah, he's he's never never happy with just sitting where he's sitting. He has to be moving forward. If you've seen the the recent Netflix doc- documentary, move forward, move forward, move forward. It's, what, it's kind of what he says quite a lot keep moving forward. Is that right? Is that yeah. his catchphrase? I don't know if it's his
1: catchphrase. I thought it was going to be but...
0: back. <laughs> no. Yeah, I can't see him wearing T-shirts of keep moving forward. <laughs> I think he's got some other lines yeah. he could probably mark it a bit better. No. But that's his kind of mindset, I think. Yeah. is there. So apparently, agent uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's agent was the one who suggested Sinbad, but the producers felt he was unsuited to the role of a villain as it could harm his clean, fr- family-orientated comedy act
1: and reputation. Like they can't... They, who thought that? The producers the or producers, his agents? producers, yeah. They're morons. Well, that, that doesn't make any sense. It's a it's a family film. He's playing a family villain. Type, it, it's nothing... I mean, I mean like, they spend £60 million on the... Bloody film like that. So I, hope, like, I hope he got a chunk of that. No. Yeah.
0: Sinbad felt the character would generate the audience's sympathy rather than hatred. Yeah, I think he was right. Uh Simbad improvised the majority of his lines. Did he? Arnold Schwarzenegger also improved oh impro improvised, not improved. Because that's up for debate it's, as I any think listener will I have to be. I
1: will be back. Uh
0: he improvised many of his responses in his conversations with him. Ah. So and uh, the tip or oh, not the tit. That's
1: probably the best bits of the film. That's weird. Like because the inter- the interaction. So it was mostly improvised.
0: He's a stand-up comic, the- though, isn't he? So yeah, but
1: not. <laughs> no, but if you've got, <laughs> do you know what I mean? But the fact that, that like they were largely improvised in those scenes. I wouldn't say they're the best thing in the film. It might be the best thing in the movie. Yeah, that's that's interesting, man. Yeah.
0: So the Turbo Man doll was Turbo Man, almost going to be named Turbo Tom.
1: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: and unfortunately, this is the final theatrical film uh, release starring Phil Hartman as. Oh, uh, yeah. For anybody who doesn't know, he was unfortunately shot and killed by his his wife, his girlfriend. His girlfriend, yeah, Yeah, tragically shot and killed. It's very, very nasty stuff. And he, he, I think he's a he's just great in this movie. And I, I, as you said earlier, he's he's really creepy. He's a bit handsy. He's a bit he's a A bit bit too much. Yeah. Yeah, but he does it with this kind of Ned Flanders esque. Kinda.
1: Here we go. Here we go. And it's know. the voice of Troy McClure as well. Isn't it? I, I'm Troy McClure. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, um, apparently, he was a really nice bloke in real life, Phil, Phil Hartman. Um, he's there yeah, again. His repugnant character um, played very well, though. Played played, played, um, played for comedy value. Yeah, and I know. think
0: I think some of the the joy of of that.
1: The freedom to be repugnant. is you
0: know. is the playing off of Rita Wilson as well. Mm. You know, I think if you've got somebody who's not very well accomplished, you've got to feed off of those kind of reactions to really get the the humour out out mm. there. Uh, and Rita, Rita Wilson does that perfectly. She kind of she's like, oh, "Can he please go away now?" She,
1: she does play. Yeah, she, she, it's very real. Her character is very realistic in that in that uh, way of how. I don't think that's how those things would be handled now, by anyone involved. But I think that's sort of like, exasperated. Oh, you're a bit of a letch, but I'm not going to make a fuss. Kind of thing is that sort of a. It, it seems to ring true. Um. Yeah. Right, great, great bit of acting.
0: So some of the discussion points mm. I've got. So I've just got a statement here. So bad it's good. Said who? Or so bad it's bad.
1: Oh you're asking me? I, I think I, 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 I think I know the answer. I think to this, this. this film is asinine beyond all belief. <laughs>
0: Say what you really mean. Don't let's hold back. Let's
1: let's let, let's have a look at what I wrote. Let's have a quick look through some of the notes I've made. Power Rangers. Frasier's mum. <laughs> Arnold looks old. <laughs> <laughs> a bit unfair, really isn't it? going in depth uh, with a bit, the analysis it's a bit there. Uh, yeah. Oh, the, cook- the cookies line is written down in here. So there you go. There you go. And,
0: and what does it say it about just the says cookies?
1: Says line? Cookies. So <laughs> <laughs> it says. So, you are, you are vindicated there, man. Uh, <laughs> I wrote, I don't think he was on time, which is a weird problem to have. You <laughs> don't think he I, was on time? I would have been on time, but I got stopped for speeding. You didn't get stopped for speeding, you got stopped for driving down that hard shoulder, but you wouldn't have been on time. You were going to be late anyway. Yeah. For some reason, I took a great umbrage of that when I was watching it. <laughs> Punches a <of> reindeer, covering. <laughs> Kicks Dunbar in the nuts. I think that's supposed to say Sinbad. <laughs> I think I've auto corrected. <laughs> uh, mentions uh, Chris a Mini Me. Uh, yeah, that's about yeah, know, That's about all the notes I made. Arnie looks old. That seems so, so bitchy. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, that's
0: where all this animosity started. <laughs> you weren't happy that Arnie looks old in this movie. <laughs>
1: Uh, I've written asinine down there as oh, well. There you go. Yeah. I've also oh there you go. I've got uh, on paper should be good, but it isn't. <laughs> I've also written. Um, do I think this film is so bad it's good, or rather just bad? I think it's just a bad movie. I really do. It perplexes me as to why it's bad. Um, like as I've already said, it can only be the direction. It can only be. I wonder how long they spent filming it. It doesn't feel like long enough. It feels like everything needed another. I believe
0: it was around about a month.
1: That's quite short. That's yeah, sort of short for
0: for the, month, for yeah. the kind of set pieces and stuff they were doing, mm-hmm. you know, it's not sit in a room, have some comedy. Let's choreograph that. There's big set pieces in this, mm. so a month is is not a lot of time mm. uh, to make it. As I say, it's it's it is flawed. I mean, I've got some some bits that I just want to point out.
1: Yeah, you carry on. Yeah. So <laughs> I've warmed to it over. <laughs> Thank <this>. you. <laughs> <laughs> carry it, on. It almost sounded like you're apologising. I, I do have to talk more about this film. I'm sorry. Um, I actually think I, I've warmed to it slightly over doing this podcast. So, so there you, know
0: you right. go. And I think it is a film that
1: it, it's it's gifted me the ability to talk about it for over an hour about how rubbish it is. So, yeah. I,
0: f- I do feel the more you watch the film, it's. The better it gets if you create oh, I happy, doubt that if, very much. you create happy <laughs> memories with this film <sighs> then it becomes nostalgic and it becomes all the things that you because that's the thing I mean what do you want from a Christmas movie what
1: anything other than what they've given me? <laughs> oh, okay hang on now. I will, <laughs> that's a reasonable no that's an unreasonable answer. what do I want from a Christmas movie? I want Hans Gruber being thrown out of the Yekotomi towers. I
0: so,
1: want, you don't like Scrooge then? I want Bill that's Murray. I'm finished. I want Bill Murray. <laughs> Every film I don't mention. Is that what you're going to point out? I want um, a bit of schmaltz. I want a bit of, like, you know, character arc, like Scrooge kind of character arc when, when you talk about Scrooge, that sort of thing. I like um, Snow in a Christmas movie. <laughs> I like Home Alone's a great Christmas movie, anything like that. Uh... What are the, the Gremlins say? I want little Gremlins in a Christmas movie. Um, what do I want from a Christmas movie? It's it's really hard to say. It's really hard to be frank because if you told me Jingle All the Way on paper, like we're saying, you said, Here's, "I'd be oh, that's what I want out of a Christmas movie." But what I am receiving is not what it doesn't work for me. You know what I mean?
0: I think there's an element of uh, a cynical nature. I'm not going to lie, I do you think, think. I think because it. Some of the things you mentioned there.
1: Yeah, but I like, what's that? What's that? Dudley Moore, Santa Claus movie, right? This is about as, un- like, I quite I like that. It's a good movie. It's like, it's, it's the terrible low budget Christmas schmaltz. You know I, mean?
0: I can't say I've seen that.
1: Uh, you, yeah. yeah. I, think, I think you have to see it as a kid, probably, you know, in a similar sort of vein, you know what I mean? Which I did. Sorry you were saying anyway. You know, you're telling me why I'm wrong for hating this I, movie. I'm not
0: saying you're wrong. Okay. I'm calling
1: d- me cynical. Jaded. I think, old I man. think there is yeah. an
0: element of that. I think part of the problem when we do these these episodes is we because we've picked it to talk about it for a podcast episode, mm. we're looking for things to talk about. We're looking for I think there's an element of when you you probably watch this thinking, why has he picked this film? why does he like this film? Maybe not actively, but there's perhaps a little element of that.
1: I gen- 100% went, oh, that's a terrible movie. What's, what's he thinking?
0: But you hadn't even seen it.
1: And then, uh, yeah, and then 100% honestly went, you've never seen the movie. Like, sit down and give it a chance. Like, don't be... And I, I'm quite capable of doing that. And I'm like, no, I could be wrong. This could be a great movie. It's not like um, oh, I, mean, I
0: think, perhaps,
1: or at least not for me. You
0: your, your initial, you, you, obviously, your initial opinion was not a great mm. movie, mm. and then obviously, you go, Oh, no, give it a chance. But it's very hard to get over that initial impression. I'm not saying you're not, not capable, not for me.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> some people are, are, are <laughs> capable of that higher
1: level of thought. Yeah, no, if it's a good uh, movie, it's a good movie. I'd like, you know, what I mean, I've been wrong about movies before, yeah. I, and I've revisited movies that I thought were crap. And come back to them going actually, no, you're wrong. That's a good movie. You know, what I mean, sometimes, sometimes movies land, sometimes they don't. How do you reckon? Watch I'll have to
0: wait until you come back and wait. You know, I rewatch Jingle All the Way. It's a good movie. I, 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 I'm not saying it's a great movie. Let's get that. I think it's a good Christmas movie. I'll,
1: I'll, give, I'll movie. give it another go next year. How about yeah. that? I'll give it another go, go next year. Now I'm over the disappointment, and I'll see what I think. It'd be really interesting to me, genuinely, if the next time I watch it, I think actually it's not that bad. Because it's possible. It is possible that it just didn't land right.
0: I think there's some great, some fantastic comedic moments in here. Mm. So, in the shop when they're saying, we've run out of Turbo Man, and all the people there are like, oh, no, up in arms. But we've got his friend, Booster.
1: Booster, that's it. And yeah.
0: then they have, I think it's in the same scene, they have a guy dressed up as Booster, and they start, all the kids start <laughs> beating him up. Him, yeah, like, yeah. I think that's brilliant. Yeah. You know?
1: Because it's, it's very true to life, isn't it? You know what I mean? Like, I just... No, do you know what I mean? Like, no one wants the sidekick toy. They no, nobody does do that. Man. It's yeah, always...
0: Yeah, everybody yeah, yeah. wants the Batman. Nobody like, wants the Robin. well
1: observed, isn't it? You yeah, know? Yeah.
0: So... As I say, we mentioned it, it's definitely a parody of, of of Power Rangers. I think Power Rangers—it's
1: definitely in there, isn't it? Was, was yeah, Power yeah.
0: Rangers around at the time? I think it was oh, probably just yeah, around
1: yeah. ninety. I would to say Power Rangers is like ninety-four.
0: Yeah, this it, is ninety-six. Yeah. yeah, so that 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 makes a, a lot of sense.
1: Mighty so like, in Power Rangers.
0: You know, it has the moral of the story, and yes, it's forced in some way. I think, as you said, the scene where he. He's being told by the slightly shady Santa Clauses that, you know, this coming from the guy who's just mm. fought a child over a bouncy ball uh, and the uh, somewhat questionable acting. But you've got that character arc. Okay, it may not be the most sophisticated character arc, but you see him go from the put him work first, put him work first, put him work, you're my number one customer. Thank you, I was about uh, to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and then the the shocked, you know, over the top reaction he gets when he realises that's his wife he's talking to. Yeah, Does he yeah. talk to his wife like that at home?
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and we see him go from being that guy who's always like, Mrs. Uh, I've got to get to Jamie's karate recital. Or, <laughs> or in an on honest- of Impression, you know, when you start something,
1: I saw you lose confidence halfway through. It was great. I was like, I know where this is ending. <laughs> <of sheer terror. laughs> uh, the thing with the thing with my impressions is best to keep it to like two or three words. Like most people, myself included, most people can get about three or four words out and then it, it goes Jamaican. Also. It's just like you just lose it, it's impossible. So he goes from that. <laughs> guy, he goes from that guy. What is what? What guy?
0: <laughs> I've got to get to Jamie's karate recital. That was, that was a little better, actually. That was a little I've, better. I've said it once. <laughs> it's the recital. Uh, recital. <laughs> I'm not going to do it again. <laughs> no, I'm he not, go, I'm he, not going
1: to attend it. He He goes
0: from that guy. Yeah. Who? Let's face it. If that, If we were in Jamie's position, we would feel like, oh. Dad's not here you ne- again. What would
1: you know about keeping your promises? You never do anything you say you're going to do. Yeah. That's the actual line from the film. Yeah, I know. I know, I know uh, but... You know, hey. Hey, I hate hey, this film. Hey, it's, it's sitting had with an impact. you. It's sitting with you. <laughs> it's had an impact. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He goes
0: from that guy to being the coolest man. To going to his Turbo da- Man. Turbo a man. Turbo oh Man. Uh, to be in his son's hero, you know. Mm. And okay, you you can question how he gets there and the fact that it glosses over it. And, you know, we see him do some questionable things, mm. you know, trying to... Stealing a toy from a little boy or whatever the line is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, these, these are getting <laughs> less and less like Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Arnold
1: Schwarzenegger uh, reads Dr. Seuss. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's what I want from Christmas, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Obviously, like the the subtext is about how Christmas has become a consumer fest, which in itself is kind of interesting when you really think about it. It's not a a, a novel concept. It's 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 a very um very base level two two o'clock in the afternoon student thought, you know what I mean? But how did Christmas become about consumerism? When you really think about it, I'm not a particularly religious person. I grew up with Christmas being the way Christmas is, and that's what it is, you know. When you really think about it, how did it become all about consumerism, about buying, spending? Like, it whole, the whole of Christmas, Like, isn't it some statistic like the majority of shops are in in the red, right up until the Christmas season, and that's when they get out of the red at the end of the year. That's when they make their money on their balance sheets. Because it's all, like, Christmas dinner costs a fortune. You have to buy a million and one presents for a million and one people, most of which people don't even want, you know what I mean? It's, it's, socks! Yeah. Great! Actually, I'll
0: not, put that I, with I the I other 300 like pairs. Pants,
1: I quite like getting pants and socks for Christmas, so I'll be honest. but um Not when you're a kid, though. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know you thanks. Yeah. I'll oh, put that... clothes. yeah. Those things you're legally obliged
0: to buy me. I can't fire my t shirt. Yeah. I want something I can fire
1: at my siblings. Well, yeah, I mean, so that's it's true. Like, I mean, I'm not I'm not a religious person particularly, I don't think. You know, I mean, I'm vaguely fascinated by religion, though. Um I w- you know, for, like I, I kind of I, I wish I believed in it most of the time because it seems like quite a comforting belief to have. But that aside, I do sort of think like like the, the sort of notion of Christmas, that sort of families getting together and enjoying a meal and being thankful or whatever, and all of those sorts, that sort of that notion, peace on earth. It's, it's a nice message, whether you're religious or not. Everyone can get on board with that, can't they? And like that sort of Dickens esque romanticism idea, we have a Christmas in this country where it's always snowing, and you know, and it's it's about. Where, where we live, yeah. well, where
0: I live, yeah. never once has it snowed at Christmas. Do you know, do
1: you know why that is? Is what I got told once, is when Dickens was a child, like growing up, um, Britain went through like one of those, you know, like El Nino type weather events things, where it was like a mini ice age where it snowed. Every Christmas for like five years, ten years, whatever it was. So he grew up thinking Christmas is always snowy, and that's where that sort of romanticism of Christmas being snowy comes from. It's just based on the fact that there was a, like a weird weather event for about ten years when he was a kid, you know. But um, all of that stuff, I think, like that that sort of that notion of Christmas is it's a good thing. We can all get about that sense of redemption, that sense of like forgiveness, or or just peace and, and generosity to those less less fortunate for you. There's nothing wrong with that message at all. It's not really what Christmas is about. It is about consumerism. It's about getting. He says it in, like, everyone. Uh, everyone's getting one of these toys and whoever doesn't is going to be a real loser. This is how it works when you're a kid, isn't it? You know what I mean? He's like, well, that definitely won't be you, Jamie. We've gone to Jamaica. <laughs> Definitely, definitely
0: doesn't snow there during
1: Christmas. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's that's the general message of the movie. Is it's like, this is not really what it's about. Spend time with your family. Spend, you know, it's just good. That's you, It is what you want in a Christmas movie. You want a good message. Christmas Good Christmas movies always come with a good, heavy dose of sugary, schmaltzy yeah, and messaging. It, and this film know?
0: has that, you know. It so has it in spades. He, yeah. he gets it, you know, when he becomes Turbo Man. He, Jamie realises, and... He realizes that actually it's not about the toy, it's about spending time with your loved ones. Mm.
1: You know, I've having got the those real Turbo Man at home. Then yeah. hands him, hands Sinbad the Turbo Man doll, which is very nice. It's a nice Christmassy touch. That's what Christmas is about. Although Sinbad's now off to prison and he's not going to have a <laughs> chance to, to give that to a yeah, I mean, like, let's be honest. <laughs> you know,
0: if, if 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 a male man does a bomb threat, <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, <and> child endangerment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's a great scene when Jake Lloyd kicks him in the nuts, though. Um, it's a, such a satisfying scene. <laughs> Square in the nuts. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So it has, like, again, like I say. I find it difficult to pinpoint why do, why I don't like this movie. I just know I don't. It, like I say, for the reasons I've mentioned, you know. On paper it's got everything you need. It's got that Schmaltz, it's got everything. And it's got Arnie saying Turbo Man a lot, you know. I've had it with this Turbo Man. <laughs> <laughs> Great stuff, you know.
0: What I, mean? I can feel you warming to it.
1: I'll watch it next year and I'll let you know. And, I mean, with a little, uh, and that's all that's recap at uh, next year's Christmas episode. You can ask me if I've if I've rewatched. I want to call it Turbo Man. If I've rewatched Jingle All the Way, we'll we'll, we'll catch up on it again next year. Yeah, yeah. And, I,
0: and I think that for Christmas films, obviously, we look for things to talk about. We look at at, at films in a slightly different way from mm. the average consumer. And I think there's an element of if you stick it on in the background, mm. you don't necessarily have to be watching it 100 percent with all of your attention. There's enough fun in there. There's enough light-heartedness. There's enough festive cheer, Christmas, yeah to tide you over.
1: Oh, One hundred percent agree. This film is much better if you don't really watch it. Get <laughs> out of that and stay fashionable.
0: I thought we were getting somewhere. Uh,
1: I also agree with you. It is. It is very much. Reminiscent of Christmas, as in it's disappointing. <laughs> mm. I mean, um, no. Um, some films I do not. I take. I do take your point. Some films are um, are the sort of movies you just have on in the background. Usually, films you've seen a lot. And Christmas, Christmas Day is about not really paying attention to what's on the telly, really, isn't it? Yeah, you know I mean, usually um, you
0: put a bit of magic on the TV. Yeah.
1: have them Christmas song countdowns. So, like you were saying, this film is like much maligned, I guess, is what you're saying. It's, it's, well, c- it's controversial, it, as in it's not well liked. Well, is that right? Put it this way I knew when I picked it, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: I don't think this is going to go down well. Yeah. And
1: so, why is it? So, what are the, what is the, crit- do you know what the criticisms are that people I think level it, at it? I
0: think it, generally speaking, I think it's probably for the things that you've said. It kind of misses the point. It feels a bit forced. It just, yeah, it just misses a the bit, mark. You know, yeah. and, Look, I get all of that, and I, t- to some extent, agree. I mm. think it's all. sometimes it's all about the timing you watch a film, when you watch it, that is timing, when you watch a film, <laughs>
1: how you watch the film, who you watch the film with. What you're open to receiving at that point as well. And, you know I mean? and
0: the memories you create around that film. Was it you that said you know?
1: to me, um, I think you said it was Quentin Tarantino said it, you're always trying to get back to that place when you first saw a movie or something like that. You,
0: Whenever you uh, first watch a film, or mm. you're always trying to get back to the feeling when you first watch that film, generally speaking.
1: Mm. You know? Which is the problem they have when they start rebooting stuff because everyone's like, it's not what it was when I was six. It's like, yeah, nothing yeah. is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You know, and I, as, I, as I said, right at the top of the episode, I watched this one was about six or seven.
1: Mm.
0: I, I don't know if I watched it with my parents... I feel like I watched it with my my grandparents. Mm. Not even like, oh, let's put this on, just it was on the TV Mm. and I happened to watch it. That kind of thing. May even have been nearer 2000 time because it would have been on the telly or something. We didn't really buy videos or DVDs. Mm. And it's that kind of... That otherness that we can never quite put a finger on, I keep saying it, it's become a bit of a cliche in these episodes. Well, I can't quite put my finger on why I love this film. Much like you're saying, you can't quite put your finger on why you dislike this film, other than a couple of the things that you've mentioned.
1: Yeah, it, is, it is genuinely difficult to point to a reason why this film doesn't work for me. I just know it doesn't. Like I say, I just I land it squarely at the director's feet. It feels to me like... Everything needed another take. If they shot it in a month, that would explain it. If it was a cash cow to give Arnie 20 million, also explains it. But I, I don't think Arnie's the sort of person that would do a film that he didn't want to do just for the money, especially not at that point in his career. Doesn't and need I, to do it, does exactly. he? Exactly. And I can well see him wanting to, like you said he wanted say, wanting to play an ordinary person. Wanted to play an
0: ordinary family man. Yeah,
1: I can know? see that. And like, yeah, everything about this film should work. And perhaps like like you are saying, if I'd seen it when I was younger... I probably wouldn't be so jaded about it, probably. Um so, yeah, I take the point. Yeah. The more we talk about it, the more I have warm feelings for it, which is kind of so interesting. So if I just keep
0: talking about it, just 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 yeah. make this episode go long.
1: <laughs> 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 By the end you're like right, yeah.
0: I mean, do we think it should have made more money? Okay, it's it's subjective as to whether or not well, you think it's a good film. Well it's interesting, isn't it? Because but should obviously, it should have made more. Yeah,
1: it had everything going for it. There's him. no
0: reason before you watch it. And you it.
1: only know it's rubbish after you've seen it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, okay, you can watch a trailer and you can go, mm, I don't know if i watch that. But generally speaking, trailers are, they're not necessarily a film.
1: It's not what normally breaks or, yeah. breaks or makes a Nobody's
0: film. Nobody's ever gone, oh, I'm not seeing that because the trailer's awful really, it's usually a case of, oh, I don't really like that. that." It's a
1: good point. I'd like to see the trailer for it, actually. Yeah. I mean, Uh, see how it comes across in the trailer. And I think it probably comes across quite
0: well because it has, you know, the the composing and the score, which we haven't really talked about, mm. fits very much take it out and you can put it over Home Alone and it fits very well because it has that.
1: Sort of that. One of the yeah.
0: things that Christmas films do are able to do, you put a little sleigh bell in there, you it's put a little bit... Instant in it. It just yeah. becomes Christmasy yeah. and you don't really have to do too much.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, that's instant isn't it. But they obviously, they spent a lot of money on it and there's the uh, post-credit hidden scene at the end that sets it up for the sequel that they never made. Yeah. Um,
0: which you can kind of understand when, so they, as you said, we're well, they probably just about it. break broke even.
1: Mm, yeah. yeah, but they were obviously expecting it to take off. And they put that little in for the for the, the little, like, the next step, the next, it's a good little, it's a good little bit at the end of the film, but you can't take it away from him. You're like, oh, that's kind of clever. I see what you did there. That's quite, that's like, you're already thinking ahead. That's quite smart. But maybe it's that overconfidence. Maybe that's what ruins the movie. Maybe the whole movie was made with an overconfidence in their abilities. Maybe you need a bit of doubt. It makes you work a little bit harder, you know. If you're like, "This is a home run," you may, you maybe you need that fear. You
0: maybe I mean? you simply need something like a Chris Columbus, okay, produced it. Maybe you need him to step into the directing.
1: Mm. You know, yeah.
0: Essentially, what I'm trying to get to: should this film be remade?
1: Right. Well, before we get to that, no, actually, no, let's cover that now. Yeah, I mean, yes, going by your maxim, of you remake films that should have been good that fall short, they should definitely be remade. I have to say, off the back of that, I started watching Jingle All The Way 2 after I watched Jingle All The Way, the sequel that came 14 years later or something. I think I got with Larry the Cable guy in it. I think I got about maybe 20 minutes in and turned it off. You know what I mean? So now, how
0: bad can the first one really be?
1: In comparison, it's an amazing film.
0: There know. we go. It's perspective.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, I, have <laughs> you seen the sequel? I know
0: you do, do the editing, mm. but I'm going to edit that line. <laughs> it's amazing. And that's all I need. <laughs> it's
1: all I need. That be the one you put and on the movie no, poster. No, I
0: haven't seen. And I think part of that is because I'm happy... Having that just sit where it sits. Yeah. I don't need a sequel to that. Okay, I said, should should it be remade? Mm. I don't need anything more than that. Yeah. It sits there. I would on never its, have on its watched its it. Slightly yeah. hated pedestal yeah. uh, for me.
1: Yeah. Well, I would never have watched it had we not been going to record this. And I watched, I watched the first one, and I was like, well, I've got time. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like. Do you, is this how you want to spend your time? You don't need to watch this film. And I am denied about it, and then went, I just, I need to know now. You know what I mean? I, I'm curious. Like, because the sequel's like, I think 2014, I think yeah. or something some like nice... No, Larry really
0: Cowell, guys, it. very two thousand and ten
1: So this is nice. I can't remember. I feel like it's 14 years later anyway, so I could be wrong on that. But yeah, it might be even longer. It might have been 2014 when it came out, um, which is crazy. There's a long gap. So that's... That's just like let's let's get a movie out quick for Christmas because that's what Disney does, you know what I mean? It's, straight it's, to DVD release. Really. As far as I could tell, or straight to streaming, maybe. Yeah, yeah, two fourteen ish. Anyway, as far as I could tell, you might as well have called it anything else. I think, I think, the, I didn't, I didn't get as far as the they'd set up the this is the must-have toy bit. Um, the kid hadn't mentioned it at that point before I turned it off. But I was like, you you essentially just have already remade the first film, but just called it number two because you've changed it enough. You know what I mean? It was was not bearable. And I will say this about the first one. Did I want to turn it off after 20 minutes? Maybe. I might have wanted to turn it off the first one after 20 minutes. But it wasn't like, F this, I'm done. I think, I honestly, it's interesting because like you say, when, when we're going to record stuff for a podcast, you have to watch the movie, there's no way around it. So it, like you say, and then you, then you do, for better or worse, you will sort of pick it apart a bit, you know what I mean? Um, but when would I have turned it off if it was just on at Christmas? I probably, uh, I would leave it on, like you say, if I was doing something else at the same time, for sure. Like it's not offensively bad, this movie. You know what I mean? Which
0: is Whereas the is, second is a great one was. place to start, isn't it? <laughs>
1: yeah. You know? The second one was quite offensively bad. But then maybe maybe we'll be doing a podcast about that in ten years. Well, actually it's not as bad as I thought. You know what I mean? Um I yeah, I don't know. I will Does it need remaking? No, I think they already did with the, the sequel, and I couldn't get through that. What, so you—I'm guessing you don't think it needs remaking. I don't. I, think I don't think
0: said. it. Think it does. Uh, I think it. I think it sits.
1: I think they should just let it die. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think it sits perfectly nicely in that. You know, we spoke earlier about Die Hard being a film you can watch at any time of the year. Obviously, this is mm. so so far into a Christmas movie. Don't get me wrong. The re- the reason I chose this movie wasn't because it's my favourite Christmas movie. It's not. Liar. I chose it because I think it's a little bit underrated in the sense of it, there seems to be so much hate and dislike for it. And I don't think it's that bad. There really
1: that much hate for it.
0: Everything I seem to have read is very much like, oh, this is terrible. Is, how could Arnie do this? Very, very much. Not quite... Uh, not quite as positive as what you've been saying In some cases a lot worse It's mm. And I don't get it Like Yeah It's not It's not a perfect film It's not a great film But put it on at Christmas In the background When you're opening presents Or when you've got family over And just Tune in and out of it And you've got Those little set pieces And those little scenes It's It's a perfectly good Perfectly good Film to watch whilst you wait for your mate to return back home alone. Look, and and that may seem like I'm diminishing my love for it, but I'm not. If you haven't got home alone, Mm. I would then go to this film.
1: Well, I wouldn't.
0: We've we've established that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I just, I just, I'm sorry, I was just kind of pondering the, the notion that it's a good movie if you're not really watching it. Um... I'm just not sure if it's the best advert for a film, but at the same time, I do know what you mean. I do understand what you're saying when you say
0: Not that. every film has to be good. Yeah. Like, I know that sounds of such a stupid thing to say. It doesn't have
1: to be captivating. Doesn't suppose, does it doesn't have to yeah.
0: really do anything other than
1: mm. beyond, mm. like... Because I'm like that with movies don't get me I've wrong. seen...
0: I wouldn't spend 60 million on the film yeah. for that. If you spent yeah. 60 million, you're kind of hoping everybody thinks it's the greatest Christmas film ever made.
1: Yeah. But that's it, so I mean, I'm like that with movies I've seen a lot, like, but I like, and sometimes I'll just leave them on while I'm doing something else, I'm like, I'm just going to let that play, because like, I like the movie, but I don't need to watch it, but I just, you know, like you say, you know when the good bits are coming up and you'll watch. So I get that notion, I get that notion. i just do to think about the Christmas movies, really. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, you're, I understand where you're coming from with it, um. I dislike um, being in the position of shitting on anyone's movie, really. Um, it's not really how I get down. I don't like shitting on stuff. It's just, it, like... But I, I have to be honest. When I was watching this movie, I was like, this is a bad film. Um, but I will watch it again. I will. I, I promise you I will watch it next Christmas. Or maybe this Christmas time.
0: And maybe, with the advent of,
1: uh, of,
0: a, of a newborn... And a a daughter in your life. God,
1: I'm going to have to watch this movie again at some point anyway, aren't I? Yeah,
0: (laughs) baby. And if you don't, I'll watch it with her. But maybe, maybe that may warm you to
1: it. Maybe that's the difference. Now I've had a kid, maybe I'll I'll be like, it'll um, ring true in some way, or I'll be less jaded and cynical when I watch it, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, maybe.
0: So if we were going to, Suggest any further watching to our listeners. What would I like we the suggest? Fact we've just
1: gone straight past. Um, what Would normally be the lasting impact of this movie.
0: There's not going to be a lasting impact <laughs> with this, really, is it? It's kind of been forgotten yeah, 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 about yeah, yeah, for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I
1: didn't. I I didn't realise it's, it, it's it was that Christmas so...
0: film with Schwarzenegger. Yeah, that's how people really. I didn't realise
1: it was so maligned. Yeah, you know I mean? makes sense. I've seen it, but. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realise it was, like, one of those cultural moments, if you know what I mean, of, like, that sort of I think
0: feeling. perhaps it comes yeah. down to expectations, because, as you say,
1: yeah.
0: on paper, that feels like it's going to be Home Alone, you know, in that same ilk and in that same, yeah. you know, what's better, Home Alone or Jingle All The Way? And it just isn't. It's not a patch on Home Alone. It's it's a very, 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 very distant second. It just it know?
1: just goes to show, like, as, we, as we keep saying... Home Alone is. Home Alone is a great movie. Yeah. It's John Hughes' film, isn't it? Yeah. Was it his last film? I got a feeling like it was his last film. Like, isn't it might it like, well a, have been. Home Alone is like, it broke so many records as well though, right, Home Alone? I think it's like, crazy, the amount of money that film made. Um, not that money, makes a film good or bad, like it's budget, but it's still, it tells you something when a film is that, stratospherically strat- strat- big. Um, no, it just goes to show how, like, that's, the, that's the, the the mystifying thing about films, is you just never know. Like, we were talking about Die Hard like, on the last episode, and we've mentioned it already today, where uh, on, on paper you're like, this doesn't sound good, and then Die Hard's opening weekend, you're like, oh, this film's going to tank. You know, the, the previews and the trailers where people were laughing and booing at um old Bruce Willis and that, and then, like, there's no one, other than Bruce Willis, who isn't an action star at that point, there's no one in that film that anyone gives a monkeys about Alan Rickman's first movie, all of those things on paper, this film should be terrible. And it's 40-odd years yeah. later as a I- classic, whereas this on paper should be great. It just misses the mind. That that in itself is fascinating to me. Home Alone. There's, no, there's not much difference on paper between this film and Home Alone, if you know what I mean, in, in sort of substance. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's how it seems to me. And yet Home Alone works... That ineffable thing that we always talk about, and this falls short somehow. You know,
0: I'm pretty sure I saw this before I saw Home Alone as well.
1: Yeah, maybe.
0: Yeah, and maybe that that may because it was, as you say, it's a sideways step to Home Alone. Mm. Obviously, nowhere near as good, but maybe that's why. And then Home Alone just
1: I, I'm, I'm really drawn to the idea that they it was the, the overconfidence they had in it that ruined it. Now, I'm really drawn to that as a concept. That what you need is a bit of doubt to make a good movie, and time. What like you say? Filmed in, in months, not yeah. Long time you, I to mean, film a movie you kind of think like we, if you want at least six, didn't you? you know if I mean? you
0: work on a film and you're going into it with like, oh yeah, this is going to be a hit. This is going to be a hit. It's you a kiss you, of death, isn't it? Yeah, because yeah. you, you're not going to focus on we've got to make sure this is right. We've got to make sure that that scene where you're holding your hands and looking sorry for yourself, it looks stupid at the moment. Can we do another take? You're Mm. not doing that because you're like, it'll be fine. We've got Schwarzenegger in a Christmas movie. Also,
1: we've got all these other scenes that are also going to be great. Everything about this movie is great. It doesn't matter if that thing's not perfect. And then you end up making everything not perfect, as in you don't push it to the point where you get it exactly right. You end up just going, that's good enough because this movie is going to work. And that's where you fall short. I think you need that
0: complacency is the enemy of success.
1: Oh, it's beautiful, man. Yeah. You, well, well, was that was that on the uh, Arnie documentary or <laughs> the Sly documentary? That was on the Jingle <laughs> All The Way documentary. Uh, How does Arnie feel about the film? Has he ever spoken about it? Because he doesn't take um, having a flop very kindly. He takes it very personally. You know what I mean? It, it I, se- sends him into a bit of a depression, doesn't it? I
0: seem to recall him... Not necessarily feeling either way about it. Like it just seems to be something he's done. He doesn't, I don't, doesn't seem to have too much time for thinking about it. Mm. It's not like, oh, I wish I'd, I wish I'd made Jingle All the Way better than it was. Mm. I think he just kind of done it. I've done a Christmas movie. He's
1: he's kind of down on running, man. And um, Starsky and Hutch bloke the director. Starsky or Hutch, I can't remember which one he is. He's kind of down on that as a movie. It's a shame because I think it's a good movie. He, um, I've never heard him talk about the twins sort of sequel. What was it, Junior? That didn't do. That didn't go down too well. I think it was Twins was such a good movie and Junior's a bit, a bit off again. On paper, Twins Twins is an amazing movie. On paper, Junior should work. It's kind of the concept's crazy. That's kind of kind of right up there. But in the execution of it, something falls short. And it's interesting how I assume it's. I actually don't know if that's made by the same director. Do you know what I mean? But same thing happened with Fish Called Wonder, The sequel, I think, was fierce creatures. Same, same cast, same director. Everything film just falls short. It's that again. I wonder if it's the overconfidence. But yeah, I don't know. I just wondered how you feel about how he's if he's ever spoken about it. You know?
0: I've not seen any of, no, of him never speaking heard him talk about, it. about it. It probably
1: tells you everything you need to know. Yeah. Really. He probably doesn't get asked about it much. Do you know what I mean? It, it, like, it's not going to be one of his classic movies, which is, it's in theory, an Arnold Schwarzenegger Christmas movie could have been one of his classic movies, couldn't it? Like, Kindergarten Cop. So good. See, Kindergarten Cop feels like a Christmas movie to me as well. I think it's just because, like, a lot of films are on at Christmas, aren't they? You know? I love Kindergarten Cop. He's so good. Like, <laughs> it's just, it's,
0: you know, I, th- I, I think. Arnold Schwarzenegger, for the most part, mm. in family comedy humour, is is great. I think mm. he perhaps doesn't get as enough credit for that. Mm. Obviously, he gets credit for being one of the biggest action stars, if not the biggest action star of, yeah. you know, 80s, potentially 90s. Of a generation. You know. yeah. I don't think people be Probably do one of the biggest action stars ever, really, yeah. isn't he? You know he I mean? redefined it. Redefined it. Yeah, Because all of a sudden it was... You know, you had Stallone, you had Schwarzenegger, and it was like, okay, well, okay, so Schwarzenegger's going to do this film, and then Stallone's got to top it. And I think that's what made mm. Arnie quite as good, is because he had that.
1: He has to have someone to compete against. That's I mean, what he says, That's, said, that's yeah. how he works, isn't it? Yeah, it makes sense. You know I mean? And, you know. But, like, so, like, he doesn't really do... I mean, he still makes the odd movie, um, Arnie, doesn't he? But he doesn't do, seem to do comedies anymore. I think it felt. I feel like he's just reliant more on a sort of um, I don't want to call them B movies, but they're sort of um, let. He doesn't do big move, big big movies anymore. Those days are past. He's in his seventies now or eighties. or yeah, something. Yeah, he can't
0: really do
1: yeah. what he he was apart from the old Terminator film. They wheel him out for a Terminator, don't they? I? <laughs> I mean. I images of him literally
0: being wheeled out <laughs> yeah, on yeah, a yeah. pallet crate. Yeah, <laughs>
1: apart from the odd Terminator movie, he's he's sort of those sort of Expendables end. Of the DVD rack in it, yeah, I mean, straight to DVD kind of movies. He, he what, did straight st- to streaming services.
0: He did star in Around the World in Eighty Days with Steve Coogan.
1: Oh, I forgot! I even forgot that film existed. When was that? That's a while ago, wasn't it? Two thousand and two. Yeah, that's a long time ago. So I'm sort of talking now after he came out of politics and he went back to making films. He sort of just started leaning heavily. I haven't watched a lot of them. Like, I wanted to watch the zombie movie he did, but someone told me that wasn't Is very that Maggie? good.
0: Maggie, Matt,
1: Mandy, Maggie, something like yeah. that, right? Yeah, I, I think to
0: Mandy's watch that. the Nicolas Cage one.
1: Right, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, I wanted to watch that because he's got a beard in that as well. And there's not many films with Arnie with a beard. We've discussed this before, right? Oh, Kindergarten Cop, has got a beard at the beginning, right? Yeah, I'm sure. He's got, a bit, and he's got a beard in the Running Man. The Running Man has a slight
0: beard in Last Action Hero. It's like stubble, isn't it? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Because yeah, bearded Arnie, we've discussed this before. it's great. <sighs> you can't beat bearded Arnie. Wait,
0: yeah. We need more of it. Yeah. Like, so I think, like his go, latter
1: films, you see him with the beard more often. I think. I feel like if you
0: could go back and change anything about the vast majority of his films, put a beard on him instantly better
1: yeah, yeah. you know especially especially I'm not talking this, top
0: beard I'm talking especially
1: in this film because apparently know. he did look quite old in this film <laughs> well that is actually <laughs> the consensus apparently according to my notes he looked a bit old mm. um yeah so for, we we' further watching is that where we we're at or
0: yeah so I, I think Home Alone is the next yeah. step I would say watch this one first otherwise if you go from Home Alone to Jingle of the Way mm naturally, you're going to think this is probably even worse than I believe it is. I think yeah. Christmas-wise, I think if you want just fun, family-friendly stuff, I don't think you can beat Home Alone.
1: Home Alone? Would you say Home Alone is the Christmas movie? It's, quite, it's up there, isn't it?
0: I would say that is the epitome of Christmas films. It's definitely up there, isn't
1: it? Like, It's hard to think of one that does it better. In, in that sort of vein of Christmas mm. movies, Home Alone obviously Home Alone's on my my uh, list of, of further watching.
0: That, um, I mean, that was going to be my when I, when we first talk, spoke about doing Christmas films, I was going to go Home Alone, mm. and the reason I didn't is one because I thought mm, nah, it's it's probably the obvious one, mm. and I wanted to you know not always let's let's try and mm. try and. Uh, innovate as opposed to copy mm. and just do the ones that everybody's the done only, before. Do you
1: think we are the only people that have ever done a I would hesitate to say about that Jingle that, All The Way? I hope
0: we are. <laughs> For anybody listening, if you know of another Jingle All The Way podcast, then let us know on any of our socials. But I'd like to think and that now we're the first. I feel bad first. how much I was
1: handbagging it. I was the, yeah. people like, Finally, someone's done an episode in Jingle All The Way and the first thing in that episode is me going, this movie's dog turd. <laughs> But if you listen, if you made it through to the end, you'll hear me change my mind. Almost, you hear me warm to it slightly. Anyway,
0: you don't seem quite as angry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, I think the the element of he's made me watch this film uh, has died off. Now yeah. we've got past that, and now it's a bit more oh, okay. Okay.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I've, I've, I have achieved everything I set out to. I, I it's I, I'll be honest. Recording this episode has left me going. I will have to watch it again. To ma- to, out of curiosity now. Now I've spent an <laughs> like hour and a half talking about it or something, I wonder if it's as bad as I think it is. Or whether it's, you know, one of those things. Plus, if everybody else hates it, it makes me kind of want to like it in a weird way. Because you know I mean? the general public are morons. Smash you know. the system. <laughs> yeah. So I've got further watching Home Alone. Scrooge, your favourite movie? Uh... The 90, if, if you really want good Christmas fare, the 1987 cartoon of Garfield, the Christmas uh, one's pretty good, as is Charlie Brown's Christmas, which is a old-timey time, old classic. I would go Muppet's Christmas Carol for for a Christmas movie, because it's just so good. I
0: feel like I'm going to offend you right now. You don't like it? I've not seen it.
1: Oh, right. You probably hate it. You're probably too old for it. I saw it. It came out, I think. Yeah, you know, I, I don't
0: know what I mean. It's got Michael Caine playing I know, it, he's a Scrooge,
1: a, opposite Muppets. I'll make you know a
0: promise to you, I will watch it.
1: Yeah, uh, i mean just to see what it. you think. Uh, yeah, and we'll reconvene next year, <laughs> <laughs> it's just become an annual thing. What and I will start that episode saying
0: this is an absolute <laughs> turn of a movie.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I really like that. And I don't like um, movies with singing in, but I do like movies with Muppets in, so it's all good. Gremlins, obviously, a great. Chris, another Christopher Columbus movie, great. Great Christmas movie. Probably, definitely up though with one of the best Christmas movies. And, uh, <laughs> I don't really know why this is on here. Bring Trading Places again, which I said last week. Are you are you like trying to market that film or something? Have you got a stake in it. I, gen- I don't even know. It makes no sense in the context of this movie to so say, if you like this, go watch Trading Places. Doesn't make any no, sense I whatsoever. I have no idea why that's written there. No. Uh, I probably wrote it on the wrong thing, Yeah. You know I mean? I was probably thinking about something else. Um, yeah. I think that's it. I mean, further watching was, I can't. Uh, you, you, most Christmas films are very similar, you know what I mean? They're all, they're all of a like. Very alike. formulaic. Yeah, and... yeah. Um, I think, like, yeah, Gremlins, Muppets Christmas Carol, Home Alone. Yeah, probably the best. It's probably the best of the bunch there. And then, of course, this movie. Just just, just underneath that is this movie. And,
0: not that it's anything like this movie, but another great Christmas movie, I feel, is, is Love Actually. Like, I'm a, I'm a sucker for a bit of a weeper one. You know, you said earlier you like rom-coms. Like, this one has got
1: it all. I, I must confess, I, I actually think it's a, quite a good movie. It, no, it, actually, it's far too long. And it needs some, some... Third act needs a bit tidying up. It of tidy needs a bit of tidying up. up. Yeah. Richard Curtis did say, I was just, I wrote, I wanted to see if I could write like five of the same movie and put it all in the same movie sort of things. Five different uh, stories, rom- rom-coms, and put it mm-hmm. all in one movie. And there is an element of that. Really well done. Richard Curtis is a great writer. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, obviously, Blackadder, I mean, where he has missed films. <laughs> Him and, him and no, him and Ron Atkinson wrote the first one, and him and Ben Elton did the rest of the Black Adders, where Richard Curtis comes from. Um, and Four
0: Weddings and a Funeral as well. I was
1: say various, endless rom-coms is what he became famous for. It? Um, But yeah, I think, I actually think Love Actually is a great movie, just too long, Um, but it is a really, and that's kind of, that's a Christmassy movie, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, 100% Christmas. For sure, yeah, yeah. Ends I think it. I saw that at the cinema, you know. Well, mm-hmm. Oddly, not with my girlfriend. Um, just on your own. I <laughs> think she just. I'm going to see that I, th- I think she just dumped me. Actually, uh. <laughs> <laughs> So there was a romantic comedy going. I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> 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 Why am I so alone <laughs> at Christmas? Um, it's because you've got a heart of stone, um, as we've established yeah. from your
0: thoughts on Jingle All the Way. No. <laughs> I don't think there's any other anything else really. I would, uh, I, w- I would recommend. I think Home Alone, Love Actually. You mentioned a few others, Gremlins.
1: Mm. I think Very nearly did Gremlins for our, this, this our Christmas month of episodes. Um, you
0: never know. Next Christmas we can tackle those films.
1: The show that delves deep into the psyche to find out what makes a great character, a great performance, and what makes a great actor. I am Julius Oxbridge Teeth III. Join me as we go deep into the actor's mind. To join me next week as we go deep into the actress's mind
0: so there we have it not only is this the end of the episode but it's also the end of season one of bury our bones with we want to thank everyone who has listened to us ramble on over the past 12 episodes we really do appreciate you choosing to spend your time with us we will return in 2024 with season two, so be sure to check our socials for any updates. On that note, we want to wish everybody listening a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Yeah, yeah, yeah Walking around Listening in town <laughs> I literally need to listen to the lyrics of that song though. Winter Wonderland
1: well, Yeah, we I don't know At least did
0: it we, oh. we finished episode. Episode. We finished
1: season. God, one. I'm kind of not looking forward to listening to it, mate. man. No? hopefully, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, let's
1: go. See. Well, I thought if I stopped talking, that'd be a good place to end. Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> just keep talking, otherwise.
0: Surprised we got
1: that much out of it. I feel like the end drags a bit. Yeah.
0: I said further watching about 20 minutes ago.